Welcome to Business Matters with host Rob Capello, a podcast where we open the conversation on what matters for business. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First Credit Union, a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Good morning, everyone. I know we're just uh, um, getting people coming on right now. We're just waiting to go live on Facebook and then we'll get started. So just give us a a few seconds here to get uh, that streaming on Facebook. see more attendees joining so again thank you we're just uh, giving it a few seconds here just so we can get streaming on uh, Facebook and then we'll get started uh, on today's session I will mention as we're just waiting that uh, again if you're on as a participant on zoom please do feel free to ask questions we'll do our best to get to them it's not always easy to get to all the questions we know we left a, a lot hanging yesterday unfortunately but uh, 55 minutes goes really quickly. So, um, but we're going to get started. So again, thank you. Good morning to everyone. And, and thank you for joining us uh, in our welcome, our, sorry, to welcome to our Business Matters live stream. Um, we've been trying to do as many as possible of these. Uh, my name is Rob Kapal. I'm VP Business Development Now Media Group, and I'll be moderating the session today. We are streaming uh, on Zoom and uh, shortly on Facebook. So feel, feel free to submit any questions and we'll do our best to, to get to them. Um, when we started Business Matters, it was sort of our way to connect with sort of the fabric of the community. It's, it's our, our way, our small way that we can kind of give back. Um, our business is built on small and medium-sized businesses, small businesses at the core of what we do. And I think it's one of the ones that are hit, typically hit the most during a pandemic and a downturn. So I did some, it's interesting, I was looking at some stats last night. There's 517,000 businesses in Vancouver, or sorry, in BC, and 98% are small businesses. So the core of what makes up our business, our, our community is small business. And nine out of 10 Canadians in the private sector are employed through a smaller medium-sized businesses. So just, it just shows how important that is to uh, the community. We're also hearing stories like even I think yesterday, um, big companies like J. Crew, Neiman Marcus, I've fallen bankruptcies and you know there's there's companies like J.C. Penney and Hertz following suit. Like these are massive companies. So. If the large ones can't survive, how do the small ones do it? So that's what we want to talk about today. We're joined by three industry professionals, all in different verticals, which is going to be great. Um, they all understand business, the business is challenged. We always have challenges. As a business owner's employee, you're facing challenges all the time. But we want to talk about how we can work together as a community to get through this. So um, I'll be quiet and let's get started. So um, I'd like to introduce who we have on our panel today. So first of all, Lucas Griffin, he's president of SecureRight Mobile Storage. Um, Lucas started the company back in March of 2005. It says with a bachelor's degree in business administration in one hand and the passion for commerce in the other. Um, since then, SecureRight established, you have multiple locations across BC and Alberta and you've grown into Western Canada's leading provider containers. One thing I found interesting as well is your, we'll say your other divisions, secure right structures, if I call that right, your other division, you know, where you manufacture 
storage enclosures like park storages, can, office containers, portable laboratories, uh, ventilated fuel storage, washroom containers, accommodate, like on and on. So very impressive where you guys have grown and we'll talk, we'll dig a little bit deeper on uh, that this morning. So thank you, Lucas. Uh, Pamela Pearson, Director of Internal Operations at Centus Automotive. Um, Pamela's been with Centus for just over 12 years, I believe, or close to 12 years. Um, I was reading her job description and it was just as long. HR director, IT manager, management of building maintenance, event planner, vending management, advertising, and so on and so forth. So lots on her place, but it does say she loves every minute of it. So that's great. Um, she's also board of directors of Colonial Chamber of Commerce and committee chair for the BC uh, Cancer Foundation as well. So again, Pamela, welcome this morning. Uh, and last but not least, we argued this morning, how do you pronounce Norm's last name? Is it parent or parent? He said, you'll take either one. So uh, welcome Norm from Chief uh, Operating Officer at GRM. Um, one of the quotes, Norm, I saw on your profile, I believe it was on LinkedIn, it says, one could not solve the problems of today with the same level of thinking which created them in the first place. So how timely for what we're talking about today. Um, uh, you know, in GRM, for those who don't know, GRM actually began as a snow removal company and now has grown into year-round solutions for facility contract management and sealants and coatings for both private industry and government uh, municipal properties right across Canada. And we'll talk about that. And one thing I know GRM has been doing a lot of lately is really supporting the local community that they live in, which is West Kelowna and just an initiative as well, the restaurants there that was very successful. And uh, we'll talk about that as well. So, so anyways, welcome everyone this morning. Um, we do have a lot of uh, questions we want to get through in 55 minutes. Let's go really quick. Um, so let's get started. Lucas, um, let's start with you. So um, tell us how Secure Red is really managing now. So, you know, during this current challenges that you're facing, um, I see a lot on social. You guys are, you know, I think you guys are doing your best to, to get through these challenges. But tell us a little bit about the current challenges you're facing, how you guys are, are, are hitting them head on. Good. Well, we very early on, mid-March, when we saw what was going down, started having conversations of, okay, as things change, how can we stay operational, but also be socially responsible? And so we started having the conversation of, hey, if at all possible, we're staying open, we're going to be here to help as many people as we can. We think our product mobile storage is going to be essential to some companies. So what can we do to stay open but still be socially responsible and so very early on we started to come up with a plan of okay our office team with the technology we have we can send them home we can get them working from home offices um, and so through digital like uh, VoIP phone system and digital dispatch for our drivers, we're running our company from home offices right now. We have a branch manager who's there for hands-on face-to-face. Our drivers are alone in the truck and we introduce sanitization protocols, etc. So we just took it from the perspective of we're staying open unless somebody tells us to close and what do we, what do we need to change to also be social, socially responsible at the same time. And so that was our approach. And yes, we, we noticed business changing. Segments that were really busy went quiet. Other ones who were quieter all of a sudden got quite busy. And uh, so that, that's our approach. More could be said, but maybe I'll leave it at, at, at that, Rob. And if there's anything more specific you want me to talk to, I can. 
So how has business been in general for you guys though? Is it um, obviously most businesses are facing, you know, a, a downturn in, in revenue. How, how has it been for you guys? Yeah. So uh, in, in total March, we saw there was so much panic and fear in March with this hitting the scene and hitting the stage. And so we did see a downturn in March. We're one of the fortunate companies that, uh, because we were able to pivot and because of the space we play in, April was quite busy for us. And I'm thankful for that. I'm not trying to rub that in anyone's face. I'm just really thankful to say we were, we were busy. Our April was, I'm just waiting for the final numbers, but this April felt on par with most of other Aprils. And part of it was the pivot. Part of it was the new industries that we've really tried to focus on to help. And as a result, our level of business was about about normal in April. Oh, that's great to hear. Um, and we will circle back and dig a little bit deeper on how you guys have changed sort of the way you're doing business. Um, but Pamela, uh, we'll switch over to you for uh, um, a question is that we're talking a little bit before we got on the call about this. That there's been a lot of discussion around tourism and events and hospitality and how those businesses have been hit really hard. Um, I've been seeing a lot about the auto industry and just more of a question around what's happened in the automotive industry right now. What are you seeing? Are people buying vehicles um, uh, or, you know, wh what are you seeing the shift right now? Like Lucas, we had a, a, a very sharp downturn in the first couple of weeks because there was so much fear and people just weren't sure what they should or shouldn't be doing. So uh, during that time, we took the opportunity to really take a look at how we were doing business on a daily basis in the sales and service department and um, introduce some new ways of doing business. Um, so for example, at one of our dealerships, the, um, the sales consultants are in fairly small offices. So we've pulled the desks out of the offices. So everybody's out kind of in open air and we're able to distance properly. Um, and, you know, we have, the uh, service customers coming in, staying in their vehicles instead of coming into the dealership. Um, so although there was a, a sharp downturn in the very first uh, few weeks, things have really picked back up. And I think people are settling into the way of uh, the new way of doing things. Um, sales definitely suffered more than the service department did. Um, so normally, if somebody would have purchased a new vehicle, they maybe now are considering a used vehicle. And somebody who would have been in the market for a used vehicle is now maybe just um, servicing their current vehicle. So um, we were down quite a bit in sales at the beginning, but things have picked back up a little bit uh, as people get used to the new way of doing things. And uh, we're happy to say we're working hard to uh, have service. We're at about 80% of of normal, which is uh, fairly good considering the circumstances. So are, 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 is there been a, uh, a movement of new vehicles at all or is that sort of paused right now? There, it depends on the brand. Um, some of the manufacturers were a bit more aggressive in offering incentives that we were able to pass on to consumers. Um, so some brands are doing better than others, uh, but definitely not as good as this time last year. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so Norm, uh, sitting patiently. So um, I have to make a comment. I was saying earlier that uh, 
everyone has amazing backgrounds. So I congrats everyone with their virtual background, especially the ones that Pamela and Norm have. Those are stunning and reason why we live in this community. So um, Norm, mm -hmm. I know a lot of your, your guys' dealings are B2B. I mean, you, you, don't, you don't work with a direct-to-consumer model. Um, how, is that, how has that changed now with, your, with what we're going through? Are you seeing a, a, a pausing in contracts or work because of your relationships with B2B, or, or, or is it full steam ahead for you guys? Uh, it's pretty much right now uh, full steam ahead for us. We, uh, you know, this all started when it was still winter in, the, you know, most of the Western Canada. So, and we were still servicing uh, snow up to, you know, within the last two weeks. So really, this is a transitional period for us to go into summer services, which is, you know, um, you know, a lot of our grounds maintenance or, uh, you know, kind of roads and parking lot services. And uh, of course, our construction side of the business has just carried through. Uh, there's still a lot of construction in the Okanagan and uh, we have a division in Victoria. Same thing, a lot of stuff going on. So, you know, managing within the construction uh, guidelines. Um, if anything, um, you know, we saw a pickup in business right now, just uh, as a result of everybody else having to shut down. So from a contracting standpoint, uh, what would have been normally coming probably back for an RFP this year, they're opting to extend contracts. So we've seen a couple of those, which was, you know, very fortunate for us. Uh, we believe we would have uh, probably obtained them anyways, but it, you, know, the, you know, it's just uh, one less administrative tackle to go with and it guarantees uh, you know, work for not only our own employees but the, the contractors that we hire across Western Canada. So, uh, so far we've, uh, we've seen uh, you know, a pretty positive uh, you know, spin out of this uh, more than anything. Um, and uh, we anticipate there's probably going to be some slowdown depending on how lot much longer uh, you know, kind of the, the industry uh, is slowed down. Uh, but you know, as recently we're seeing that everybody's starting to think about coming back to work um, and that's good for a lot of people. For us, it just it may bring in some of those extra, you know, kind of projects that we think we're going to be put on, or might be put on the shelf. But generally, we're servicing, uh, you know, the hospitals to keep them open, groundskeeping. People still want their property to be maintained right. and look uh, attractive for those that, that need to be there. So that's the business we're in, and you got to keep them safe. So that's are, what are you um, because you guys? I, I know that you guys reach, uh, um, you know let's say across Western Canada, is there areas that you're seeing um, that were hit harder than others? Like is, are, are, is business good in Kelowna, but maybe in Prince George you're seeing a decline or has it been pretty consistent across the Well, board? again, we're, you know, coming out of a winter season, we're right. kind of the, you know, we're, we're, we're a slave to the, to the, uh, to the weather. And right. uh, so some areas, uh, you know, as, as, and this is very cyclical across Western Canada, when it's not snowing in some areas, it's snowing in others, you know, so right. it's, it's it, each region's different. I mean, this year probably you know northern uh, Alberta was you know a little quieter than normal, and uh, but you know unfortunately you know Fort McMurray had a flood, and we have an office up there, and our our employees were busy helping as many people as they could, and now they're high into cleanup work, which you know at a higher level of you know disaster services, cleanup, restoration, just you name it. There's a lot of work to be done to help that community get back on its feet. Yeah, it's interesting. We had uh, Michael Jay on a call earlier this week, and he's saying that if they could, they could actually open the mountain up and we could ski top to bottom. Oh, it's beautiful up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, I, I see what you're saying, but we're kind of, we're, you're kind of held by, you know, what Mother Nature does. So um, this is, I'm going to circle back to everyone on this because it, it is a question that uh, Lucas will start with you on is that, um, 
I think some people have mentioned that teams are working from home. Some are coming in the office. There's a little bit of a hybrid model, it sounds like. But how are you keeping your team engaged and motivated right now? And that's a question we get a lot. Some people are saying, actually, this has brought their teams closer together. Uh, and some are having a difficult time managing, you know, their staff that are not in office. So how are you guys working with your team? And again, I will circle to Pamela and Norma about that as well. But Lucas, start with you maybe. How are you engaging with your team to make sure you're keeping them motivated or keeping them engaged and, and you know, pushing forward with what we're doing? Awesome. Yeah, nice. thanks. Thanks for that. And one of the things, one of my concerns when we went to home offices was just this engagement and, and communication. And so what we decided to do right out of the front was to do a video conference every morning. We use a yeah. platform called Wildix, which is our VoIP phone system, and it has conferencing ability like this. And so we do a face-to-face -face every morning. And it's quick, we hear from every single person. I usually kick it off. And on Mondays we do highlights of the weekend and plans for the week. And then every other morning we do happy crappy. So what was good yesterday? What sucked yesterday? Or what do I need help with? And just that half an hour every morning together has kept us really connected. We know what everybody's working on. We know who needs help with what. Um, and, and it's fun because we're sharing good news with each other. Um, and so in a sense, we're as good or better connected than we were when we were all in our offices in the same building. So that's worked really, really well for us. Face-to-face -face video chats whenever we need to talk to each other throughout the day and this group team meeting every morning <laughs> to kick the day off. Do, do you think that uh, in, in some ways you'll continue this the way that you're doing business? Like, are, are, are you gonna see people working from home more or out of the office? Like, is that, have you given thought to what that might, what this might look like post pandemic for you? Yeah, great question. And um, it's, it's hard to say. I think the feedback I get from most of the team is we do like being, we're a really close team. We do like being together in one place. Um, but we also can see how easy it is for somebody to work from home if they're not feeling 100% or if they want to do one day a week at home, we'll discuss it because now we can see how easy it is to work from home. So yes, I think it'll change, but just the way our group is, I think we'll still mainly go back to being together in the office. Yeah, that's great. Um, Pamela, I know that, you know, you, one of your focuses being HR director. So this is a big part of probably your, your role as this happened. And, uh, um, we were talking about earlier, and I think Lucas wants to give you a shout out on your communication through like channels like LinkedIn, right? And, and uh, I know Lucas made a comment about that is, is that I see you engaging a lot with your team in the community. So how are you, like what, what, what are three or four pointers we can give sort of people that are listening on how you can keep your team engaged and, and uh, motivated? One of the um, really important things about Sentis Automotive is it is a family run company and we work every day to make sure that the people who are part of our company feel like part of the family. And so it was uh, very challenging when we had to lay some of our family members off and uh, not have them come into the office. And so one of the things that we vowed to do was keep them involved and um, and in, engaged in what was happening. So in the very beginning, I was sending out uh, almost daily updates to everybody, whether they were at work or at home, um, that had hopefully some you know, good content that they liked 
uh, reading about. So, you know, there was funny memes, there was content for uh, knowing about the CERB and the other benefits that they might be eligible for, um, what was going on in the business, the changes that we had made to, um, to do business in this new way, just always trying to keep them part of what was going on. Um, and then luckily we have been able to recall almost half of the people who were laid off originally. Uh, so we're down to less than 20% of the, the staff laid off. And um, so we like to uh, celebrate that by taking photos of them when they get back to work and hopefully they're happy to be there and uh, really put, them, put that out on social media, Facebook and, and LinkedIn and um, really do whatever we can to make sure that they know that we appreciate them, whether they're at home or at work and that we're working hard every day to make business um, busy enough to be able to get everybody back to work. Um, so I think that that's really been helpful. Uh, one of my team members actually creates uh, monthly newsletters. So when this whole thing hit, we decided to create a second new monthly newsletter called the, the Census Automotive COVID newsletter uh, that had all of the information that somebody might need um, who's currently laid off uh, or for people who are working but maybe have family members or friends who've been laid off and they need that information so that it's all in one place and they don't need to go searching for it. Um, finally, one of the first things that we did actually was create a Census Automotive COVID task force. Uh, I was part of that with uh, several of, of my team members uh, to go into each dealership and make sure that uh, all of the new protocols were in place and that um, if there was questions from staff or from management to know how to do things differently or how do you deal with this situation, they had a point person uh, within the dealership to reach out to, or we had a, a COVID task force email address that they could just email um, so that they uh, were able to make contact quickly and get an answer uh, on whatever their question was. That's great. Yeah, I know. It's, I, and that's such valuable insight to, I, re, I was making notes. I'm like, well, there's some really, between Lucas, there's some really good stuff you guys are doing that I think business can start implementing, right? So, Norm, you have a little bit of an even different, unique challenge when it comes to keeping people employed because your contractors or partners you work with are all over, right? Yeah. They could be, like you mentioned, Victoria, Prince George, wherever it may be. So how are you keeping your team engaged right now, considering all the different parts you have between your employees and your, and your partners that you work with? Well, I think, uh, you know, again, it's, um, people have been busy working. Uh, so it's, it's business as usual for most part. I mean, we did this as everybody else did. I mean, we, we immediately implemented the COVID uh, policies and practices and everybody, uh, you know, moved out and started working from home. We're fortunate that, you know, we're a 24 seven business and it is pretty much all done through computers, phones and that. So it was an easy transition uh, to get everybody up and running and not even miss a beat. Um, you know, the, the points that you, uh, other panelists are talking about is the communication side is probably where we're, you know, got some opportunity still. We, we get so very busy and very data focused. Uh, everybody's just heads down and giving her all day long. We, we wear a lot of multiple hats and uh, a lot of information is processed. So working in the team environment at, at the office, you know, allowed a little bit of walking around and stretch your legs and, you know, a little bit of socializing. Well, that doesn't happen now. 
so we have to force it to happen. So we maintain some of the basic structural meetings, weekly meetings and daily meetings. Uh, they're just run through video conferencing. Um, uh, initially, I started out uh, doing the, uh, the first Zoom. Uh, Mr. Rogers, welcome to my neighborhood. Th Thursday afternoon, glass of wine for all everybody that wanted to join and just you know, uh, you know shut down your computers or your, your workstation an hour early and let's just let's have a social. You know, um, so we've been doing a lot of those little things, almost the same standards we've done before, uh, you know, to now that they're, you know, with the relax of the rules, we'll be able to maybe, you know, go to a parking lot and have six people, you know, sit, sit and have a coffee like we see at the Tim Hortons every morning with the seniors right. all having their morning coffee, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, communications uh, is, is part of our business. So it's, it's kind of, it's business as usual. Our guys are always on the phone. We have a lot of remote workers anyways. So it, it was, it's very normal for them to just be phoning and talking. Um, we did see, uh, as we've seen through a lot of the other webinars out there, is that we're actually getting a lot more work done faster and quicker. And working from home, uh, obviously it's something we all need to be aware of, is we actually find, and, and it, we're, it's repeating by all of our employees, is you're actually working longer hours. You get in there, you start focusing, you get more done, but you woke up and the next thing you know, it's past supper time. You know, <laughs> so try to have to kind of alleviate that people, take your breaks, take a time, you know, you've got to have those practices and balance your work life uh, is very important to, to home life. Uh, some people still like to hide away from their kids, so they just want to stay in their home office. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, it's interesting. It's an interesting, uh, and again, no one has a crystal ball to think what this going to or see what this going to look like. But we had a panel earlier, I think last week, about commercial real estate, and our you know our business is now going to be looking at smaller offices because they we can work remotely, and and we don't know. Like I, you know, we're a part of me says we're creatures of habit. We want social interaction. Like Lucas said, we're in an industry that you kind of want to be with, with your team as well, especially on the creative side. You want to be with your team. But we don't know. I, th I think there would be a hybrid model for sure. Like my feeling is that's what we're going to see. And, and I don't have the answers, but I, I feel that's what most businesses are saying. Hey, we still need people in the office, but some, some roles could be done remotely as well. Right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. One thing that, uh, even though you guys are all from three different verticals and sectors in the business community, one thing that I think that stands out all three of you that, uh, that you know, kudos to all of you, or your businesses, is that community involvement is so important to all three, each of these companies. And, and I believe that that's so important, even more so now. We're big proponents of buy local, support local, and it has to be now more than ever we have to do that. So Lucas, I know that you guys, again, it's at the core of your, your brand. Um, can you talk a little bit about what you've been doing over the last 60 day, 90 days on how you've, you know, you've involved in the community. Now it's harder, obviously harder to be community. Can't, there's not events that we can show up to and so forth, but how are you maintaining that community involvement through, through this time? Good. Thank you. Um, one of the quotes that we really connected with as a company is from a marketing guy by the name of Gare Maxwell. And he said, now is the time not to be pitching, but to be pitching in. Mm -hmm. And so our company already, as you pointed out, is a community minded company and we, we want to help. We try to help wherever we can. And so at a time like this, our heart was, hey, there's going to be more people that need help. How can we help? And so we actually went to every association that we're a member of. So SICA, CHBA, and, and there's quite a list, Chamber of Commerce. And we said, hey, here's what we've done 
in the past. Here's what we're doing right now during COVID. The Animal Food Bank needed storage. We donated a unit to them. Uh, another company needed, Interior Health needed a unit for emergency supplies. We delivered one to them. And so we went to these associations and said, if you hear of any community uh, oriented efforts or initiatives that need storage as no, a component, who, who, who let us know, we will, we will donate a unit. And so we actually proactively yeah. went to all these communities and associations wherever we have a secure right location and offered help. And uh, some people didn't need it. Uh, but even if they didn't need it, just the, the connection point and the sentiment that we wanted to help went a really, really far, far distance. And so I just love that. Now is not the time to be pitching. It's the time to be pitching in. That, that's a great quote. That's, I, I wrote that down. That's very good. And, and, and really kudos to your team because, uh, you know, to, of all the things you guys have done in the community as well. So, uh, you know, kudos really to your team on that. And um, uh, Pamela, how about with you guys? I know, again, it's at the core of sort of, I know with you and Centus Automotive that always have support the community as much as possible. So uh, uh, two parts to that question. How, how are you guys st staying involved in the community involvement? And, and is there any tidbits you can give to businesses that are listening to, to do the same thing? How, 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 if they can, I mean, you got to have the wherewithal to do it. But if you, you know, how, how can you pitch in as, as uh, uh, Lucas said? Uh, there's a couple of things um, that that I can say here. I, I'm very grateful to Centus Automotive for allowing uh, me to uh, have the time to commit to the Kelowna Chamber of Commerce. One of the things that we've done recently is reach out to all of the members of the uh, chamber to just check in and see how they're doing and see if there's things that um, the community can do to help and anything that the chamber can do to help. Um, also with the BC Cancer Foundation's Discovery Luncheon, we're unsure at this point whether or not there's going to be an event uh, in the fall, but um, we're still staying connected with the foundation and the committee members and you know what regardless of what it turns into we'll st still be a part of that um, but one of the things that uh, we're really proud of is um, we've created a corporate rates list for our employees that uh, basically we've reached out to a bunch of different businesses throughout the Okanagan, Kelowna, Vernon and Penticton where we have our locations and we've asked them if they would be interested in offering some sort of corporate rate for our 300 staff and spouses. Um, and then basically we, we share all of that information with the staff so that we are encouraging our staff to support local and uh, obviously it's a benefit to the staff as well. So within the next uh, few weeks as things ramp back up, we will be reaching out to each of those um, uh, businesses that are currently on the list to check in with them and see uh, where they're at with things and see if they still want to be part of the program if there's anything that we can do to support them um, so that our, our staff know that they're still offering things maybe in a different way now um, so that's probably the the best thing that we're our staff are doing right now 
No, that's great. Again, you know, thank you guys for the support that you're giving the community and, and, and your team. It's awesome that you're working with your team that way as well. And um, Norm, I know you just finished uh, just recently an initiative locally in West Kelowna where you supported local restaurants. And um, uh, can you talk about that program that you did a little bit and then uh, other initiatives that you guys are looking at to do to help? And, and I think you, 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 uh, I think West, the West Kelowna Warriors jumped on that as well. And so it's great to yeah. see. So you can talk a little bit about that program and how you guys support it in the community. Well, we, um, you know, we, we did want to do something um, to give back to the community. We recognized that there was so much happening to recognize the essential service workers, um, uh, you know, with food supply and that. But you know, there was a, a large cry out in the community to, to support the restaurants that were struggling. And we also know, you know, knew that many employees that uh, were being laid off that, you know, may not even be able to put food on their table. We thought the best thing that we could do is try to support both you know provide uh, some funds to the um uh food bank. we just didn't want to give them money we wanted to you know kind of create a competition in the, in the industry for, for those businesses like us that are that are uh, you know defined as essential are still operating to pretty much maximum capacity that maybe you know everybody if they just did a little bit and supported it restaurant we all eat uh, but if we're gonna if we can afford to eat then why wouldn't some of that money go to help you know, support those that can't afford to eat. And that was our whole objective. We challenged other businesses uh, across Western Canada through all of our associates. Locally in West Kelowna, Warriors contacted me, wanted to know if they could steal the idea. And I said, well, that was the whole purpose. So go for it. And they actually beat us in, a, in the total revenue generation uh, there. And, but between the two of us, we donated to, uh, just about $12,000 to the West Kelowna Food Bank, which is, you know, Probably not with as much as they need, but it's more than they, than they, they may have had before. So, not very great. And you know, for anybody that's on this uh, um, um, webinar today and you're operating, I challenge you to listen to the program. Uh, it's it's good for the whole community, and it felt good from the employees. Everybody, you know, felt good about that. You know, and uh, you know, for, um, one of the things that we do generally anyway then it's something to kind of keep promoting is uh okay, so what I have we're, a, we're a business that, that provides a lot of free consulting you know when, when I, we have a lot of local clients and when they uh come they've got a problem they they ask us and they may not have okay. the we can't, may not be the service provider but we try to you know help them find a solution and that's kind of what we do and hopefully we get some business out of it but if not you know we're there we'll we'll show up okay, and any employee that's willing to you know work in a community event or things like that we support that uh you know and try to give them the time that's needed you know and, and a lot of time you, it's not just evening work so it's kind of the dynamics have changed a lot right now i i do spend a lot of time myself kind of part of my role is to um you know go to the, the you know the different events so i've, I've tried to stay connected with all those uh you know those people through all the social media systems or talk, talking with them, um, you know, uh, helping them look, you know, kind of brainstorm ideas for themselves to continue their operations. You know, uh, a lot of places, uh, you know, like the, you know, the Zika's and that, they, they do a lot of fundraisers throughout the year that generate the revenues to help them keep operating and they don't have that capability right now. So they're all trying to find creative ways to do, you know, some of the same things. So, um, uh, let's see. So we try to help out where we can. Yeah. No, that's excellent. Um, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, Lucas, go ahead. Rob, I just wanted to share a stat. You being in marketing have probably heard of the Edelman Trust Barometer, and they just did a survey of a bunch of people 
people and their connection with brands during this time. And they found that in a pandemic like we're going through this crisis, 71% of people believe that companies or brands must put people over profits. And the way companies are acting and reacting right now will shape the next decade of the public perception of who they are as a brand. So 71% of people are convinced that what Norm has done, what Pam has done, people over profits is what builds trust more than anything else right now. No, and, and I, we couldn't agree more. And it's, it's, it's right now it's about, it's, you know, we got to be careful, even the messaging you use, but it's, it's putting the community first and helping people. And I, I agree because uh, uh, the ones that have do that, like you said, Lucas are, are the ones that, you know, will, will reap the benefits down the road as well. But right now it's, it's, it's about being uh, what you can do to help is really what it is in working as community. Um, we're already halfway through. I told you it would be fast. Um, so if there's any questions, uh, uh, again, that people are doing, please please do ask and I'll, I'll do my best to get to them. So, um, but let's continue on. We've, we've, he we've heard a couple of the webinars that I've done, uh, the, the term that's come um, is spring loaded because the, 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 I know we, the BC government kind of put their, their plan um, uh, out uh, on how we're going to kind of get the restart plan and there's lots of questions around that the restart plan but the thought is because people have been inside for so long that they're they're going to be itching to kind of get out and spend dollars and go to activities and do what they can the flip side of that is how does a business prepare for that turnaround like making sure you're preparing and one thing that's come up a lot is is employees like being able to hire to 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 actually uh fulfill the need that might come from a turnaround. So Lucas, are, like, what are you doing? Uh, you know, you know, if, if, if it's spring loaded and there's a jump in business for you, are, are you prepared to take that? And what are you doing to make sure that you're, you are, and is, is there an issue or do you have a concern around um, hiring team members or staff to, to fulfill that? Great question. Uh, we were one of the fortunate companies that we didn't have to lay off very many people. We had one person that was laid off just for health and safety. Um, yep. He was in a vulnerable demographic. And then we had another one who, whose childcare um, just became unavailable. And so she was unable to work. Um, other than that, we've got a full team. And I know there's a lot of companies that don't have that privilege. Um, I guess the one thing I want to say is bring it on. You know, if there is going to be a spring-loaded return, I want to encourage that. If people have been holding back as they, especially if you have income, obviously don't spend money that you don't have. But if you have income and if you're one of those fortunate companies, don't hold back. When you can go out for dinner, do it. When you can buy from a local business, do it. I think it's important that we get back to normal economically as quickly as possible. So don't do anything crazy, but my message is if you have money to spend, spend it. So that's, I wanted to say that yep. as a business owner, I'm saying, bring it on. You know, we're ready for it. Businesses are very good at adapting quickly. And that's what entrepreneurship is all about. We, we roll with the punches. We level up as quickly as possible. Um, if you bring business to us, we're going to make sure we can fulfill it. And so I think as, as business owners and managers, we need to be ready to scale up quickly. Um, and this is where maybe subcontractors, Norm, you've mentioned that a few times. 
maybe that's how you're going to bridge the gap. It might be hard to actually set up an employee full time and get them acting and working as quickly as possible. But if you have subcontractors that you've worked with before, use them. We know we will. We have a whole team of subcontractors in our structures division and um, we're ready to bring them back as the business level grows. Um, employees, as soon as we can bring these, these two, which is just a small portion of our, our workforce back, we will, um, as long as we feel it's safe and they have everything in, in mind. But I would say bring it on, and I would say businesses will do what they need to do to, to ramp up in a very short amount of time. Yeah, that's excellent. Um, you mentioned sort of the ability for uh, businesses to adapt. I know the word pivots used a lot right now. And um, Pamela, have you seen any like creative ways that the auto industry or even you guys have been able to adapt or pivot the word we want to use and be creative in the way they're doing business right now? We're going to see there's some industries are sort of reinventing themselves a little bit right now and probably it's probably a good thing. Um, but are, are you guys seeing anything in your industry that that you're saying wow like that's a that's a neat way of doing business now one of the things that we've started to do for those people who are uncomfortable coming to the location there's like two steps some people just don't want to come inside so we are able to uh, do business with you know they leave their car outside with their keys we go outside and grab the keys, disinfect them. Basically, the customer never comes inside. Everything is done over phone or email. Uh, they provide approval over email. And, um, and that seems to be working quite well. For the people who like don't even wanna leave their house, one of the things that we've been able to do is provide more of a, a white glove service or a valet service where we will go pick up a customer's vehicle and bring it back for service and then return it to them fixed and sanitized and, and everything. Um, there were customers the other day from Rossland who uh, didn't want to make the trip out. So uh, the whole entire deal was done electronically and the vehicle was dropped off to them in, uh, in Rossland and they never had to leave their house. So um, just really trying to listen to what the, the customers out there are wanting and what they're comfortable with. Um, obviously, we're doing business in the dealership as well for those people who, you know, like to, you know, drive the car and see the people and we're just doing it a little further apart. No, it's great. I, I, in an earlier panel, the word curated was used, curated experiences, and very similar to what you're saying on the white glove services. And I think that that is one area that I see an opportunity for businesses to grow with is that that, that real personal touch. Um, and it, no pun intended there, because I know we can't. But it, it's that it is is being able to really have or have that experience at a different level, and and there are people that will that will even pay a little bit more for that as well to have that service done. So, um, Norm, uh, being on sort of the the management level leadership team in your company. Um, have you guys had to make any sort of shifts in your mind, your mindset at all and how to work with clients or support clients or, or team right now? I know, you know, we've take us as an example, you know, we did, right. Where you, you have to kind of get in the room and you, 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 you gotta be the lead. You gotta truly be the leaders in times like this as well. So what have you guys done from a leadership team to, to make sure that, you know, that you're, you're going in the right direction? Well, good question too. Yeah. Um, well, I for us, uh, like it was business as usual, 
but this has been a huge opportunity for us to really take a look at the business from an efficiency standpoint. You know, as I've noted uh, with uh, working from home, um, our first uh, priority was to set up the COVID response team to make sure we deal with the current issues and handle that as best we can. We've now shifted that, that team to kind of a startup team, but our focus wasn't bringing people back to work so much as what, what opportunities did we learn and find in here that we could, before we just say, let's go back to normal, well, let's create the, the new normal. Let's recognize there is a new normal. Let's figure out how to, how to make that work to our advantage. Um, you know, as Lucas knows, when he first uh, met me uh, and I started with Jerem, I think we had seven people. We grew to a small, in a small office, had three people piled up on top of them. And now, so we expanded our office. And we're at that point again where we're going, do we need more office space? Well, this has answered that question. No. We, we can, uh, you know, a good portion of our people have offices, but they're on the road or they're working. So, you know, we can, we can optimize uh, to say, you know, to, to save some money, but also maybe give people more space when they do return back to a, an office type environment. The second thing is, uh, well, you know, the client base right now are all locked away. And uh, what we did was we started a program a year ago, but it's really taken off this year. And that's what we call our inspections program, which we're, we're now out taking pictures and touring our clients' sites and sending them reports on the conditions of their site so that they can stay at home. Um, and uh, it's really, you know, they're really appreciating it. And that hopefully they're going to see out of that that they didn't need to travel as much either. And, you know, and that's really a benefit to the whole world when we think about it that maybe this whole thing is going to help us realize that, you know, you know, when you think about New York and, and uh, some of the major cities where you can actually see the mountains now, that maybe we, we are really an over-consuming um, human culture and we can dial it back a bit, but be more creative to still get the end results. So for us, it's, that's what we're doing right now. We're evaluating every line item and every system and process and saying, do we, were we doing it right? Or is that just the way we've been doing it for years? So maybe it's time to reevaluate it and, uh, you know, open our minds to some new ways. We're our own worst enemy, you know? And I think, you know, culturally, you know, and this is something I learned in the last while is I can remember a year ago talking about working from home and it was like, Oh God, you can't do that. You know, we can't trust that people are going to work. But today we've been forced to, to believe, to realize we not only trust people who are working harder and, more, and, and, and are more dedicated because they know why they want to work. They, they, they know they need to work, but they also know that they're invested in that, in that your business because they want to work there. And, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing no blip. So let's maximize that. Let's realize that we can take that and turn that into an opportunity. So well, it's interesting because I, I'm a believer if, if you, you know, if you don't trust your employee working at home, you probably have the wrong person. So, <laughs> so that's a dip, but it really is right. That, that you know, or, or maybe you've done something wrong as a leadership team you know, in, in that. So I think that if you have the right team members, then you should trust them to be able to either, like you said, and the ones that are, that are working, they're going to work extra. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, and, and everyone said that all three panelists have said that you're seeing team stepping up and actually working really hard. I saw Pamela and Lucas were nodding a lot during that. <laughs> um, um, Lucas, if you want to top any of that up, if you want to add anything to that, but one of the questions I kind of wanted to, to, along that line is, what should business owners be focusing their energy and time on right now as a leadership team, as an owner, you know, where, where should their effort be? Where should their time be spent right now in order to make sure that, uh, you know, they're able to get through something like this? Great question. Um, I think a, a big thing is 
what what does the future look like and what does my business look like in the future? So again, words like pivot, you know, I was thinking about different industries. Um, you know, we see golf courses. Um, there's some really neat stuff coming out where golf courses can be fully functional, but safe. There's actually a little insert in the holes now where when your ball goes in, you pull it up with your golf club. Wineries, I think tastings are going to look different. Mm -hmm. Look at Norm's background. What if wineries are doing more outdoor tastings and so we can shift that way. Restaurants have some really cool stuff uh, coming down the pipe with maybe open air patios. We'll see, we'll probably see more patios. We'll see restaurants with a bit more space inside. Um, I think travel's gonna change a little bit as Norm has alluded to. I think we're gonna see more people driving. So maybe those road stops like were so popular in the 60s and 70s, maybe there's opportunities there for businesses to pivot towards that. I think B&Bs and motels are gonna see more drive up parking traffic. And, and so the hotel industry is gonna tweak the travel industry, but that's okay as long as you're willing to adjust. And Sir Ken Robinson said this, if you're not prepared to be wrong, you'll never come up with anything original. So we've gotta be willing to change. We've gotta be willing to tweak we'll get a lot of it right because we're smart people who work hard, but yeah, we'll mess up here and there. We'll have ideas that we thought were good that weren't, but you've got to try. Um, another quote I heard recently is there is no losing. You're either winning or learning. And, and I think that's so good. So this is the mentality that we need to have um, as business owners going forward, respect reality. Yeah. We're in a situation right now. It's tough, but what, what can we do? talk to humans. So be real, be yourself, be say, Hey, we're here to help. And then thirdly, I think it's really important that we keep sharing good news. And you already alluded to my shout out to Pam. She's always sharing good news on LinkedIn. We as a company are trying to do the same thing. Hey, it's not all doom and gloom. Yes. We know there are people going through very tough times Absolutely. and I feel for them. But there's a lot of good too. So let's keep sharing good news. Let's be optimistic about the future. If you have a business plan that's sound and you were planning to launch, now is probably a great time to launch it because I launched in tougher times. Early on, we went through the 2008 crash. It's a great time to grow a company when you have nothing to lose. So <laughs> this is the mentality we need to have now and in the coming months especially. Yeah, it's interesting because I think a, uh, a lot of the businesses that are successful today launched in downturns, right? So and, and it, the big ones, right? The Airbnbs, the Netflix, like a lot of them were, their, people thought they were crazy when they were being launched and look what, you know, they've, they've changed the way that, you know, people do business. So um, we're, we're literally down to our last 13 minutes. I told you guys it was going to go fast. I have lots of questions. We're going to have to do it again. God's question. I get to, but one area that I want to uh, uh, talk to you about, Pamela, and again, Norman, Lucas, jump in if there's uh, anything you want to add in. Um, do you feel now uh, is still an okay time to advertise? A lot of clients are asking that question. Should we be spending dollars? Should we be advertising? If, if the answer is yes, um, I know Lucas already mentioned you're, you, you know, you're active on social. What are some of the things that businesses can be doing now and in, in, in what the messaging should look like? Um, I think that my answer kind of answers this question and the previous question. Um, but one of the things that we try to focus on a lot is word of mouth. 
And, um, you know, obviously there's a place for actual advertising, but I think businesses right now really need to listen. They need to listen to their customers and they need to listen to their employees and really take that information and do something with it so that they can make the experience of both customers and the employees uh, a memorable one and a desired one so that those people then go out in our, into our community and talk about it and tell other people why you should work for this company or you should do business with this company. And now more than ever, you know, I think lots of times businesses are so busy just doing the work uh, that you don't, you know, sit back and, and listen and see what's actually going on. So what we're trying to do right now is, is listen to what our customers and our employees have to say and take action on it. That's excellent. No, that's good advice for sure. Um, I think everyone here has probably been through downturns before. Um, uh, Norm, you know, we've, you've, you've probably, you know, lived through your share of downturns and we all have as business owners, managers, and just in the community. Two parts to this question. One, how does this compare to other downturns you, you, you've been through? And more importantly, you know, what have we learned from other past downturns that we can implement today or, or businesses should be implementing today? Well, for, uh, for us, um, you know, the question, the first question really was about the advertising. I wanted to touch on that. And yeah, I, was, sure. I was on the uh, webinar um, last week uh, from Gordon Burrell there and yeah. uh, made a lot of really great points about, you know, this isn't the time not to advertise, right? This is the time to be uh, you know, putting, you know, some money and in, investing into your future because this is an optimum time for startups, for everything else. Um, you know, really, there's a lot of people that, that this is a time to, you know, and it's not, you know, don't like saying it all the time, but time to start, uh, you know, beating your competitors up a little bit uh, in regards to, you know, get out there. Because if they're not spending money then, and you are to, to do the advertising, you're going to be known. The big thing, I think, and it's something we started with you, you know, with Check a while back, is really looking at our advertising and how we do it. Um, and again, we were very traditional for many years doing the same things over and over. And we really weren't getting an increase in value. So today with COVID-19, so many more people are becoming mobile and on the, you know, you know, more transparent through computer systems. I think a bigger focus there. So right now it's, it's changing our mindset on what we do and how we do it and uh, what messages. What's the real message you want to get out there for people? So I think that's going to change going forward. Um, yeah, so we've been through a lot of downturns. Our, our company is, we consider ourselves a recession-proof company because no matter what, uh, government offices, hospitals, those types of things, military bases still all have to be in operation and they need to be maintained and looked after. So, so we, we, we do, recessions don't hurt us as bad, <laughs> you know, in, in, as many other companies. And, and again, we've learned over the years uh, to look at these every time as an opportunity to change something or to take on new business because somebody else wasn't able to be, you know, as we, as we call it COVID-19 uh, responsible. So, you know, we, you know, some people are going to lose their contracts because, you know, we, we, we believe it's the right thing. Safety. We're, we, we consistently call ourselves, although we're a facility contract management, we provide safe work environments for, for other people. We're a safety company. And that's, if you put that up front and realize it, I mean, we prevent incidents, hopefully, you know, that's our whole objective. So, you know, again, it's remarketing ourselves. Um, coming out of this, I think the world is going to change. I mean, uh, it was stated in there. This is uh, as big of impact, if not bigger, than 911. 
people have had to change. And this is not like it was happened and it's three days later, but the world's back to normal. We're now into what, day 60? Um, and people have become, you know, habits form after seven to 20 times being repeated. There's new habits. There's new habits out there that people are not are going to be very comfortable in, and they're going to stay that way, and they're not going to go back to what, what they may have done things in the past. People have had a lot more time to think about those kinds of things too. So, I think, you know, again, I think everybody is reevaluating how they did their processes or made decisions in the past or how they got work done in the past, and uh, we need to prepare for it. As Lucas said, bring it on, you know, because we're, we're, we like that. We, we do that. If somebody asks us to change, we do it. We, you know, we'll, we'll do it. We'll make it happen. So uh, I think, uh, I think uh, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit that we talk about is there. You, you know, if, you, if you're not resilient enough to change, you know, then you will be the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. So. No, I said, yeah, Lucas, yeah, please do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to jump in. And, and as you know, Rob, we're good customers of Kelowna now. And we've actually got some more exciting stuff we're working on right now with you guys. So I do believe that now is a great time to spend advertising dollars. So I'm a believer in that, but I'm also a believer in creating your own news. And what I mean by that, and this kind of goes back to another Gare Maxwell quote, and he says, marketing used to be something you could buy. Now it's something you have to be. And so if you're creating your own news, like our, our news feed has been really exciting over the last two months because we've been out there helping and then talking about it, doing this initiative, being part of this. And doing really exciting, good things, and then just making sure that we excitedly talk about it. My, my big thing is be passionate, be excited about what you do, talk about it, get excited. People love to hear from people who are excited. And I wave my hands all <laughs> over the place and I'm, I get too excited sometimes, but people love passion. And so I'm a big believer, yeah, spend those advertising dollars, but also create your stories, your own stories to tell. No, and that's, a, and that's uh, thank you for adding that because that's really good information for sure to, and we're proponents of that as well, obviously. Um, we're, we're down to, I think, our last five minutes. And I, uh, the last question, and I, and I do want everyone to answer uh, and, you know, take a minute or two to answer is that, um, you know, right now there's lots of people tuning in. There'll be people listening to this webinar. There's there's um, businesses and general public. What can businesses and general public do right now to support each other and support the uh, um, small business? So, you know, we've talked, we've hit up, you know, we've talked kind of about it in most a lot of our questions. But some, you know, some last words on if you know you sign off today what can you do to help the small businesses in our community as, as a as another business owner or or as a general public maybe pamela we can start with uh, uh, you on that um i think that um one of the things that we focus on is just trying to instill confidence in uh the community and the consumers that um you know we as a company have done everything that we can to make their purchasing and servicing um, experience safe and healthy and and as enjoyable as it can be. And so I think um, as things start to open back up and people get back to work, um, people just being confident that businesses are doing everything they can to to keep the community safe um, and having them come out and and get back to normal life as whatever normal is going to be now. Yeah, what the new normal is. 
Norm, how about you? What, what, what are some, uh, you know, what things that we can do as a public and other small businesses or businesses to support each other? Um, I think is be available, help each other, ask, you know, don't, don't consider everybody your, your competitor, you know, uh, you know, be out there. Uh, if, if somebody needs help, if they ask for help, be, tell people you're available. I, I mean, I, I believe in that, that, uh, you know, when I've made this really public around, uh, and I'm actually looking at it as a program with maybe the Greater West Side Board of Trade is uh, mentoring. You know, I've, I've been fortunate to spend uh, you know, almost 50 years in industry and in, in about five different uh, kind of businesses. So I don't mind helping out young, young entrepreneurs. That's why I support that all the time. Is there somebody new that wants to take that challenge? Hey, I'm here to help and, you know, give you some advice, uh, give you some experience. You know, uh, but not tell you how to run your business, but just you know, answer a few questions or put you in, in touch with the many, many, many people that I know in the world. Like I'd love to, you know, send some young entrepreneur to both, uh, you know, uh, my you know companions here because they're both energetic young young people who uh, have great ideas and have been successful. So why don't we share that and help people, you know, start a new life, start a new beginning, or make the shift that they need because they just don't know how to. So uh, to me, that's, that's what we can do right now. No, I think that's great. That's, that's uh, a great insight. And Lucas, you get the, the last words on this, uh, on, on what we can do. Oh dear. No. So <laughs> I, would, I would say back to my share good news. Let's keep sharing good news stories about ourselves and about other companies we hear because back to Pamela's word confidence, really we're almost this is i see this recession as being different from others because a lot of this is a fear based in a sense and so my message is as we get back to normal if you have money and want to go out and do stuff do it if you have money spend money on the things that you need and 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 want because part of what is going to get our economy rolling again is people just saying hey you know what it's not so bad after all I want to go out for dinner. I want to do this. And I'm, I'm repeating myself a little bit, but I think we are, we are the ones who can make sure that we spring load this, this comeback. And I think that's, what's different about I'm, I'm young, but I think that's, what's different about this than other recessions is it's very short term and it doesn't have to stay deep and dark for too long. So let's have confidence, let's share good news, and let's get out there as we can in a socially responsible way under the directive of, of our province. Yeah, and I think that's great. I mean, our, you know, we're, we're big proponents said before is uh, the last words that I could say is that support local. Like we say, you know, if, if you have the means, not everyone does, but if you do spend local and support local, because that, that dollar spent circulates in our community and it helps everybody out. And I think that's that's really important. So. Thank you guys very much that to spending the hour with us this morning. If there's any questions back to helping and what Norm said about mentoring, if there's questions that anyone has, please do reach out. We can, we can connect you directly with Lucas or Norm or Pam as well, if we don't have the answers. So, so, you know, uh, feel free to reach out and have ask questions. This recording will be available on Facebook as well. So if people want to share it and, 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 um, and uh, look, uh, watch it again later, we do have two sessions booked right now for next week. I know we've mentioned, I think um, Lucas has mentioned working with, you know, Sika and so forth. We actually have on Tuesday a panel with UDI, CHBA, 
uh, Sika and OMREB all on the panel. So we're going to talk about how those associations are working and supporting their members. And then Wednesday, we got um, uh, one specifically all around advertising. So one of our partners, Simplify, who's a leader in programmatic advertising, we're going to spend an hour with them talking about how they work with local companies and localizing what they should be looking at right now and spending dollars. So um, we got more planned for next week. So uh, thanks for spending the hour with us. Thank you to the panelists. I know you guys are all busy. So thank you for taking the time and answering all the questions. You're very open and honest is what we want to we want to hear um, and you know we understand the value of community and importance of business and we just have to support each other and stay connected so uh, use LinkedIn use whatever you need to stay connected with business community and um, and do what we can so again thank you guys very much um, have a great rest of your day enjoy the sun hopefully this weekend and get outdoors if you can and thanks for tuning into business matters Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Matters with host Rob Capello. If you're interested in being on the show, reach out to us and join the conversation.